0: Today on We Here, there's no shortage of celebrity faux pas, but Rihanna continues to top our list of stars who lead by example. Leah Michelle is being accused of making her former Glee co-star's life a living hell. And Tim Gunn has finally embraced comfortable clothes. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. no. Yeah. Another divorce
1: splashed across page six.
0: Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. I'm
1: Ian Warren. Welcome to We Hear, a page six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Yeah, Maggie. We've talked
1: about celebrities, I mean, during the coronavirus pandemic, and now into more recent events and the protests that are going on around the nation. You know, celebrities are stepping up here and there, and some are sort of falling off a cliff when it comes to either expressing their opinions to the public about what's going on, or some taking action in some cases. And as you said in the top of the show, Rihanna continues to to really be impressive, and you know she's donate a lot of money and put her money where her mouth is. And she's kind of really showing, I think, A-list celebrities how how to help people, I guess.
0: Yeah. Back in March, when New York City was first coming to terms with how serious the coronavirus outbreak was, Rihanna stepped up and through her foundation, she donated $5 million to be distributed across hospitals and healthcare workers and to get people the resources that they needed.
1: Yeah. And then soon after that, after her foundation's donation, she and Jack Dorsey, the Twitter head, teamed to donate $4.2 million in aid to domestic violence victims during the coronavirus pandemic.
0: At first, it felt like fans weren't actually that happy about this, though so back in April when we were really seeing all these things she had done to kind of help those affected by coronavirus she was on Instagram live and her fan was telling her where's new music like people are so hungry for R nine Rihanna's ninth album and she said if one of y'all mother Asked me about this album one more time when I'm trying to save the world and kind of like was pissed about it, which is great. Only to keep delivering her philanthropy despite a little backlash from fans.
1: Wait, was this the same Rihanna album that everyone's been waiting for this entire time? Because I remember for the past couple years, I feel like anytime Rihanna has said anything, people are badgering her for this album. It's the same album that hasn't come out.
0: It still hasn't come out. And there's been rumors like maybe it will be a reggae album, maybe it will be. A totally different venture from what she's done before, but there were no answers and there is no album. But if the album has to be on hold so she can save the world, we can wait. Yeah. And it isn't that much of an
1: understatement. I mean, she um, she's also spoken out pretty powerfully in the wake of the death of George Floyd and is sort of leading this Charged on June 2nd of having a blackout where her her company, Fenty, and she are taking actually taking the day off completely and not posting anything on social media to raise awareness. So I guess we'll see what she does next. I'm sure she has more more plans. I mean, she's giving away money right and left. And I think that, you know, we've seen this thing yesterday we were talking about, where we've talked about on this show, you know, Pharrell. Williams when he was urging fans during the coronavirus pandemic when it first hit, you know, to donate money and donate PPE and people quickly turned on him. Then yesterday we were talking about Virgil Abloh, Mm -hmm. the famed streetwear designer turned um, top also fashion designer um, at LVMH and how he, you know, donated 50 bucks, which is less than a pair of um, socks, some fans were pointing out. So Rihanna really has put her money where her mouth is. I think also, you know, one thing we've seen in the past few years with celebrities is similarly to like every celebrity having, you know, every movie star, for example, has their own production company,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and some t- some of them actually do things and some of them seem really just more like vanity projects. I think we've seen this too with celebrity foundations. You know, it's like every star out there has a foundation and with some, it's kind of, unclear of, you know, what these foundations are doing and we have run some stories over the past years of celebrity foundations which end up being, you know, kind of mismanaged in certain ways because just because you're famous doesn't mean you're able to run a a nonprofit charity organization properly or that the people on your team are, you know, qualified to run a nonprofit. But in the case of Rihanna, I have to say when she first started her foundation, which is named after her grandmother, of course, you know, I was a little bit skeptical because as I said, every single pop star and every movie star and everybody has their foundation out there. But in her case, it actually seems to be seriously stepping up, raising a lot of money and and doing a lot of good. But I think one of the reasons that the foundation has been so successful is that Rihanna is not a kind of Johnny-come-lately to these issues. She's been mm. talking about this stuff for a long time. She hasn't just suddenly been the person who's saving the world. She actually has been very socially conscious. And actually, a speech that she made when she received an NAACP award in February before coronavirus, and now the George Floyd death has sparked all these protests, she made a, an impassioned and really insightful speech that talked about a lot of the issues that we're talking about today. And I think we even have a clip of that speech, or Maggie will recite it for us. We can't let the desensitivity seep in. I mean, how many of us in this room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sexes, religions show of hands. So when we're marching and protesting and posting about the Michael Brown Juniors and the Tatiana Jeffersons of the world, tell your friends to pull up. I mean, the other thing about Rihanna is she's so busy. Of course, she's not only, you know, a recording artist and now saving the world, as you said, Maggie, but she's also running her her fashion business, which is become hugely successful. And there were some pictures, even though there is this blackout, there were some pictures of her latest campaign, um, which has surfaced this week, of her you know, posing in, in lingerie. So she's doing it all. She's saving the world in lingerie.
0: <laughs> Somebody else who's doing good is Halsey, you know, the singer. She was updating fans that she's been attending protests in the wake of George Floyd's death at the hands of Minnesota police this week. And not only was she marching, she also has been providing medical attention to people who have been injured by rubber bullets. That's what she said, Maggie and Halsey. So she's at the protest in LA. We've
1: reported before that Halsey is studying to be a lawyer, which seems to be a trend in show business because I think Kim Mm, Kardashian is also- Kim Kardashian effect. Everyone, everyone, exactly. If you're a celebrity, it's not enough to just have a foundation and a production company. You need to also have your own law firm, but Halsey posted. Uh, th- there were some pictures of her and another protester, kind of seeming to attend. To it's her old, ex,
0: her ex boyfriend, Youngblood.
1: Oh, that's Youngblood. I couldn't. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was out to say, oh, that's Youngblood. I couldn't tell with the mask on, but you know what? I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you who Youngblood. What <laughs> I, I know, Youngblood is. But I don't know if I'd even recognize it without the mask. He's the British rapper, right?
0: Um, I don't know. I, mean,
1: I just know him as a Halsey affiliate. He's a Halsey <laughs> affiliate. In any event, she and Youngblood seem to be attending to an kind of an older dude in an in an LA alley. And um she we had previously reported that she had been under fire, right? When protesters clashed with police who were shooting rubber bullets in LA. And she posted, she posted with all of our medical professionals being consumed and exhausted with COVID, there was little to no medical attention available. She said this on Instagram. She said, I have firsthand treated men and women and children who have been shot in the chest, the face, the back. Some will lose vision. Some have lost fingers. I have been covered in innocent blood." So yeah, it sounds to me like maybe she should drop the the law school thing and just head straight to medical school.
0: She did say that my father is a black man. My mother is an EMT. This week I had to put those two associations together in ways that have horrified me.
1: Wow. That's yeah. really impressive, I have to say.
0: Yeah. She's so, like
1: setting up her own mobile MASH unit out there.
0: I mean, it... it it's 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 a commendable thing for her to do, and also COVID is still going on. You know, it's yeah it, that fear I is might... alive and well.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll change my um, my primary care physician to Halsey.
0: Leah Michelle has been accused of making her Glee co stars' life a living hell. And we discovered this thanks to Twitter. Samantha Ware, who played Jane Ward on the show, called Leah out for, quote, traumatic microaggressions. And this came after Leah tweeted about the Black Lives Matter movement by writing, George Floyd did not deserve this. This was not an isolated incident, and it must end. Hashtag Black Lives Matter.
1: Yeah, this was pretty crazy, Maggie. Um Leah Michelle's former co-star, as you mentioned, Samantha Ware, who played a character on the show named Jane Hayward, posted, or, yeah, tweeted.
0: (laughs) Retweeted. Okay.
1: Retweeted Leah Michelle's message about Black Lives Matter and then wrote in capital letters in a comment, LMAO, remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget, I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity, you would shit in my wig, exclamation point, amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood.
0: There is nothing micro about claiming someone has said they're going to shit in your wig. Yeah, that was one of my very aggressive.
1: <laughs> Last night a friend of mine sent me this the the tweet and or, or the retweet and this comment by the former, you know, this glee war. And initially I got it and I I opened it up and I I was like, you know, I wasn't really a big glee What were they called? What were glee fans called?
0: Gleeks, I believe, right? Like geek and glee. Yeah, Gleeks. Did I just totally, make that up? Is that totally real? I mean, I watched some of it, but not.
1: I like that it. Long. Wasn't Gleek also the. I think Gleek was also the Wonder Twins monkey on Super Friends. But anyway, I digress. You probably yeah. didn't. <laughs>
0: okay, keep going.
1: If you're so going no no the Wonder back.
0: Twins, I don't know anything about them. That reference Wonder is Twin lost on powers
1: me. activate.
0: Forma. Yo, okay. Anyway, continue the segment okay. activity. So I wasn't really a big
1: glee viewer, so I initially got this tweet and um a friend of mine sent it to me and was like you have to look at this. It's insane. And I initially was like, "Oh, glee whatever." And I opened it up and then I was like, "Oh my god." And then th- one of the commenters said, um, "Yeah, I'm not sure that shitting in someone's wig is a microaggression that sounds like an aggression aggression." But I guess if you don't actually shit in their wig, I guess the shitting in the wig would be the macro aggression, but maybe just threatening it would be a microaggression. The only thing that I don't understand is is that like a thing?
0: I don't I at what point would your mind go there that you would say those things to someone like, this is what I'm gonna do? I mean it's I've heard of so like foul.
1: flipping your wig.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Or losing your shit. When combined, but, very but not powerful direction. But someone's wig. But you know, this is an it's an interesting celebrity trend, Maggie. Wig because... no, not that, <laughs> not yet, not yet. That 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 the wig <laughs> shitting part is would be the trend forecasting that we're looking ahead to to see if
0: mm-hmm. that's two happening more allegations later. and it's a okay, trend.
1: One thing: if I was shooting a movie now, if that is a trend, I'm definitely gonna look at my wig before I put it on. Yeah. To me, but in any event, no, that, you know, there was this whole Ellen DeGeneres thing, right? Where there was someone who Ellen DeGeneres during the coronavirus thing was interviewing celebrities. And then somebody tweeted like, Hey, I had had this bad experience with Ellen DeGeneres and invited all these other people, you know, anyone who's ever been in some situation with Ellen because she's not nice to, to talk about it. And all of a sudden you had this cascade of tweets about, you know, run-ins and incidents with Ellen. And it starts off as sort of like a little weirdo kind of social media meme, and then it will sort of snowball into these larger stories. So now Leah Michelle though, has had beef with other Glee co-stars in the past,
0: right? Yeah, you might remember her beef with Naya Rivera, who... Right. I mean, they were on the show together from 2009 to 2015, and there was this long-standing feud about them, and then Naya wrote about it in her 2016 book called Sorry, Not Sorry. She said, one of the Glee writers once said that Leah and I were like two sides of the same battery, and that about sums us up. We are both strong-willed and competitive. Not just with each other, but with everyone, and that's not a good mixture. Leah and I definitely weren't the best of friends, and I doubt we'll ever sit on her couch and eat kale together again, but the rumors of our feud were blown out of proportion. Also, Amber Riley, who was on the show, hopped in on this tweet, and she posted a gif of herself sipping tea, you know, drinking from a cup, getting that juicy scoop.
1: Oh, yeah, there are a lot of good gifts in response to this, so we'll see what happens. Meantime, Page Six has reached out to Leah Michelle's reps, and they have not yet commented. So they're either staying mum or taking the high road. But or I or shopping a... for wigs or shitting in wigs.
0: No, I said shopping for wigs.
1: <laughs> I guess even though I never watched Glee, it seems like whatever's going on behind the scenes was a lot more interesting than the show.
0: He may be 66 years old, and it may have taken this long, but Tim Gunn has finally embraced comfortable clothes, all thanks to a global pandemic.
1: Yeah, Tim Gunn, the former Project Runway, star turned making the cut star with heidi klum he said during a uh, during a virtual talk at the 90 seconds I used to condemn the whole notion of comfort dressing but that after weeks in pajamas and loose fitting clothes that he finds real clothes an absolute assault on your body you think i feel so constricted i feel like i'm wearing a wetsuit and now he says i have a tremendous amount of empathy for people who want to dress comfortably. And I remember that over the years, Tim Gunn during interviews would be asked, you know, fashion advice. And I think he always was sort of recommending to wear proper clothes. And of course, I don't think we've ever seen him not in a suit and tie in like a very fitted suit and tie. right? An expertly tailored suit and tie. An expertly tailored suit and tie. So now he is wearing life like a loose fitting garment. In a loose fitting garment.
0: I have such a vivid memory of a quote from him that's like, if you want to dress like you didn't get out of bed, don't. Oh, Which I remember so, so well. Like when I first started working in an office and had like a real full time job after college, I always thought of that. Like, even if you feel terrible and you're phoning it in, try to put on a solid outfit, try to make yourself look approachable and professional.
1: Yeah, back before the coronavirus pandemic, Maggie, I had that theory too. I took a page from the Tim Gunn School because I just, you know, usually I'd wear, I used to always just wear a suit and tie or at least a jacket and tie all the time because I always figured, you know, you could wake up in a dumpster, but if you're wearing a tie, people will think you know what you're doing.
0: I love and that. And a lot of
1: times I was waking up in dumpsters <laughs> back in that era of my life. The thing about it is, I love what you said though, and I'm going to rotate I'm going to remember that piece of Tim Gunn advice, you know, about if you if what was it? If you look like you,
0: if you want just to dress bed. like what is it? Now I forgot. If you want to dress like you are in bed, stay in bed. I'll I don't know. Bed.
1: Well, that thing is now. <laughs> the thing is, is now it's confusing because in the pandemic, it's yeah. a bit of a vicious cycle where sometimes, <laughs> let's face it, I. I just will wear what I'm wearing to bed and then wake up in what I was wearing. So I don't even know where the outfit began. Did it or ended?
0: I'm just wearing was it the yesterday same, the same was this? stuff day in and day out. I really miss clothing, like real clothes. On the weekend, sometimes if I go for a walk, I'm like, oh, let me uh, try to look presentable. So this item and this story on We Hear a Paid
1: Six podcast is really making me miss Tim Gunn. And I think I'm going mm-hmm. to now watch that Making the Cut show because the thing is back in the day, remember when Project Runway was at the height of its powers? Oh, I do. I definitely watched it religiously. When it was like if you were not watching Project Runway, you weren't like, you were part of the conversation, a sort of water cooler talk, you were really missing something? Yes.
0: I met one of my best friends in the world because we shared the same opinion on Wendy Pepper, who was a Project Runaway contestant, who I believe passed away a few years ago, but we were both talking about her designs and that's how we met.
1: Totally. So back in that day, when like back when you were like, oh, and then they went to Mood Fabrics or whatever, Uh, after that, like Tim Gunn was like, He was sort of like a part of our, of my, you know, life. Like his voice was in my head sort of, you know, guiding me with these kinds of tips that he's saying now. And then I have to admit, like once the show, when it moved, right, it it, it changed networks and went to Lifetime. Mm -hmm. And then I like, then I stopped watching and now they're back. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we need some more Tim Gunn in our lives right now. That's right, Maggie.
0: (laughs) make it work Ian.
1: in fashion sometimes you're in sometimes you're out A sorry but you're out uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's it for this episode of we here our show is produced by jamila zarab williams and melissa Casares. we would love to hear your ideas for the show let us know if there are any celebrities you would like us to cover email us at podcasts at nypost.com To hear the latest we hear episodes be sure to hit subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or any of your preferred podcast platforms and please do not forget to leave us a review we will be back tomorrow with more page six exclusives see you then